Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Uh, not much to talk about today. So. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just news cycle. Turn away for a second. Who? Oh. And, uh, I mean, it's just a tidal wave of news coming ashore. Producer Joe, how are you today? I'm doing well. Got to deal with this cornucopia of news events. Yes, we yeah. got to triage it and determine what's the most important story. So triage. I got a lot of stuff. Let's get right to it. Uh, today's show may may sound a little a uh, little echoey, though. Joe will help us out because my studio is, uh, we're making some major upgrades for a big announcement we have coming soon. So um, uh, forgive me if Joe can't entirely clean up. We have the doors open in the studio, so some of the sound panels are not uh, reflecting uh, or absorbing the sound. But uh, we like Joe. It's, this is I only say it because Joe will go crazy. He is obsessed with giving you the best sounding podcast. out. It is not his fault. I am a technician, not a magician. There you yes, go. You're not, you cannot. <laughs> there's certain things he cannot do. All right. Today's show brought to you by buddies at Policy Genius. Hey, life insurance is a deeply unfun topic. Most people don't want to think about dying, and they definitely don't want to think about insurance. But actually having life insurance feels great and getting that peace of mind doesn't need to be complicated. Policy Genius, this is so easy to use, folks. I'm, I am no uh, tech guy or, you know, sometimes the, I, Paula helps me out with a lot of stuff. Policy Genius, super easy to use. It's the easiest way to get life insurance. In minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find the coverage you need at a price you can afford. From there, you just apply online and the unbiased advisors at Policy Genius will handle all the red tape. Don't you worry, leaving you free to do the things you actually enjoy. And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy, whether you're shopping for disability insurance to protect your income, homeowners insurance, or auto insurance, they can help you get covered fast. You're probably paying too much right now, so you need to go to Policy Genius to find out how much you're overpaying and get a better deal. If you've been intimidated or frustrated by insurance in the past, give Policy Genius a try. Just go to policygenius.com, get your quotes today, and apply in minutes. It's super easy. You can do the whole thing in your phone right now. I Listen, if I can figure this out on my phone, you can too. Policy Genius, easy way to compare and buy life insurance. Policygenius.com, policygenius.com. Okie dokes. So where do we start? Uh, let's for, go first. We'll get to Veselnitskaya, the Russian indictments. Uh, some of the other stuff, but the speech last night, uh, the, the, what, 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 what was that with Schumer and Pelosi? Now I get it. I'm a conservative. So is Joe, obviously, uh, you know, we're an opinion show. We're going to have an opinion. that's probably going to not be in line with, you know, liberal ideology, but, but the optics for that speech last night with Chuck and Nancy were some of the worst I've ever seen. The memes on the internet are just insanely funny they have everything from the the two young daughters and the rad rom rad rom from the shining <laughs> to that uh the famous painting with the pitchfork unbelievable i mean it, it the, the the optics for that were absolutely awful um i don't know what they were thinking they were better <laughs> off just giving kind of an impromptu press conference afterwards and saying a few things it, it was awful. It was like a hydra of misinformation, you know? Oh, man. It was like trying to get a right. Coming from multiple. Right. They needed. They should have had five more up there. They could have had the seven headed hydra. Yeah. It was so bad. Uh, really awful optics. But let's uh, get to this. Uh, the fact check portion, because this is a big thing, right? A uh, big deal right now is the fact check stuff. Everybody wants to fact check the president. They always yeah. think, of course, the president uh, is not telling the truth because, uh, the, you know, the media is not they're not in the news business or in the the uh, you know, the, they're in the anti-Trump business. 
So let's go through some of the major points he made last night. And I have uh, I'm going to fact check them myself in the, doing it the right way. So point number one he made was that immigration is uh, hitting the black community and Hispanic community, illegal immigration, excuse me, to be precise, uh, hitting them the hardest. Uh, these are all in the Daily Signal. I have this piece in the show notes today that covers the five points I'm about to make. So please check it out. So fact checking that claim that Trump made last night that the black community, Hispanic community are hit hard by illegal immigration. Fact check. Ding, 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 ding. True. A civil rights commission study in 2010 found that illegal immigration had a high impact on black men in particular. The report noted illegal immigration in the United States in recent decades has tended to depress the wages and employment rates for low skilled American citizens, a disproportionate number who happen to be black men. Point number one for Donald Trump. True. One point for Trump. One point Trump. Negative one point because I'm taking away a point every time from uh, Chuck and Nancy. Point number two. Donald Trump last night in his speech made the point that Chuck Schumer has supported a barrier in the past. A barrier, wall, fence, whatever you'd like to call it, that stops illegal, uh, creates a physical obstruction to illegal immigration across our southern border. That is true to Trump, negative to Schumer and Nancy from the Daily Signal piece. As Senate Minority Leader Schumer, Democrat from New York, who is now the chamber's top Democrat, in 2006 supported other, with other high-profile Democrats, he voted for the Secure Fences Act. The proposal specifically calls for a physical barrier along with more than 700 miles of southern border that had no fencing. <laughs> so just to be clear. Trump's claims that Schumer had already supported a barrier at the southern border are absolutely correct. Now, you're going to see a lot of disingenuous, lying, activist-type stuff from the hacks in the liberal media trying to fact-check Trump. But so far on the two major claims he made last night, impacting black Americans and Hispanic Americans, illegal immigration, the fact that Schumer has supported a barrier on the southern border in the past, both are true. Plus two, Trump. Negative two, Chuck and Nancy. Mm Mm-hmm. Point number three, Donald Trump said every week, 300 of our citizens are killed by heroin alone, 90% of which floods across the southern border. Fact check. True. Plus three for Donald Trump, negative three for Chuck and Nancy. Now, I will say this with one caveat. A lot of the drugs that are pouring across our southern border are pouring across at ports of entry. In other words, not between them. Uh, Again, we do facts here, unlike the loons in the media. But remember, Trump's what here's exactly what Trump said. 90 percent of which talking about heroin floods across from our southern border. He is correct. That is an accurate statement. Now, I'm giving you the caveat in there that a lot of it comes across in tractor trailers at ports of entry hidden with legal merchandise. Uh, Some comes across in cars and vehicles. Mm -hmm. But there is also uh, additional drugs and uh, trafficking that occurs between ports of entry at, uh, you know, illegally into the country as well. But him saying that 90 percent of which floods across the border, our southern border, is in fact true. Plus three, Trump. Negative three, Chuck and Nancy. Brad Rob, Brad Rob, did you see that? It was just so weird. So weird. <laughs> oh, man. I was like freaked out. I thought for a second it was like 
one of those things where if they stare at you long enough, you get like delirious and stuff. You know what I'm saying? You ever see those horror <laughs> mo- movies like The Ring? If you stare at the screen in The Ring, they, they jump out of the TV. Remember that, The Ring? <laughs> that, that, that girl with the weirdo hair? She jumped. <laughs> I was waiting for like one of them to jump out of the screen at me. I'm like, Paula, look away. Look away. Look away. Mind me of bridesmaids when they jump in the bathroom and the lady's having the explosion from the bad food. Look away. Look away. Look away. It was so bad. Oh, politics all about optics. Sound bites and snapshots. That's politics right there. Mm. And the sound bite and the snapshots last night from them were awful. Number four. President Trump said last night, one in three women are sexually assaulted on the dangerous trek through Mexico. Fact check. Sadly. True. From the Daily Signal piece, a 2017 report from Doctors Without Borders surveying crossings into Mexico from the areas of El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala, which it calls the Northern Triangle of Central America, says that, quote, nearly one third of women surveyed had been sexually abused during their journey. Sad. Tragic. But true. You wish that one wasn't. But it is. Number five, statement number five, Donald Trump said last night, President Trump, in the last two years, ICE officers made 266,000 arrests of aliens with criminal records, including those charged or convicted of 100,000 assaults, 30,000 sex crimes, and 4,000 violent killings. Sadly, tragically, again, true. From the Daily Signal, Trump's arrest numbers are correct, according to U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement numbers compiled in 2017 and 2018. The number of illegal immigrants arrested by ICE is the highest since 2014, according to a December report by the agency. Ladies and gentlemen, you are going to see a lot of nonsensical, uh, spurious, fake, hoax-type fact-check coverage by the liberal media. Understand this and understand it clearly. What Donald Trump said last night was absolutely true, absolutely correct. I wish it weren't, especially the statistics about crimes, sex crimes, and women being assaulted. But it is true. Donald Trump brought attention to it to the nation last night. I thought he did a decent job. The speech is not, uh, I I think we can be candid, folks. It's not, did you see it last night, Joe? Yeah. Yeah, you saw it. It's not, it's clearly not his format. Um, He's a better off the cuff, extemporaneous speaker with people around. Uh, But I don't think it was any kind of a net negative on President Trump as well. Sometimes a more somber, sober speech where you get the data out and the data is true, as it was last night, uh, can be enough to move the needle. Um, One more thing on this immigration topic, because I really do have a lot of stuff to cover. There was so much breaking news. Even this morning, we've had stuff coming out about Rosenstein and others. You know, I've been getting a lot of communication via email by people. I'm not going to use any of your names. Don't you worry about that ever. We never disclose names or even hint at it. But a lot of people who work, let's just say, at the border Mm -hmm. in that profession, we'll leave it at that. We have a very substantial following. Thank you. Thank you very much from people in the law enforcement space, the consulting space and the security space who are working down there at the southern border. We've been getting some tremendous information. And one of the pieces of information I received yesterday from a very learned, knowledgeable individual was that the drone that we should use drones or. So let me just set up the premise first. The Democrats have been saying we need technology instead of a wall. Well, one of the individuals, let's say, who actually uses this technology, the southern broader said, Dan, that's nonsense. Okay. We already have two pieces of technology that 
are very limited in their applications. Two, those two pieces of technology. This was fascinating, Joe. He said, number one, were the drones. The drones have an AOR, this area of responsibility, this reconnaissance area, mm-hmm. that once the drones spot a group of potentially illegal aliens getting ready to cross the border, the drone doesn't typically t- hover overhead. It just moves on to, to, to patrol its entire field. So the drone can be at times, you know, nice for spotting a crowd of people, but it's absolutely useless as an obstructive mechanism to turn them around and go home. All right, moving on. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, well, sorry about that one. So you got these drones. These drones are only there for surveillance. There's nothing they can do. They watch. Once you spot a crowd, there's no obstructive mechanism. There's nothing to stop people from proceeding across the border illegally. And even worse, they won't hover over that time over that specific area. Secondly, Joe, he brought up these Buckeye cameras they have mm-hmm. that are triggered by movement. Right. And they, they will, uh, the cameras are, are, are good for getting a, a view of what's going on in that specific area. But once, say, a, a crowd of, of, of illegal migrants getting ready to cross the border illegally past that camera, yeah, that's it. Okay, goodbye. You got a nice video, but that's it. Yeah. So I asked the question to our liberal friends. I think I'll be on Hannity again tomorrow night on Thursday, debating Geraldo again for some of you want to rematch on this. Make sure you tune out. Pretty sure unless they cancel uh, or some, some, you know, sometimes there's some breaking news or things like that. Um, So not their fault. But folks, what the question for the liberal crowd and the question I'd have for Geraldo as well is what does this drone do that a physical obstructive mechanism will not do like a wall? And the answer is nothing. You get a nice video of people crossing the border. Mm -hmm. For what? For home movies? What are you going to use it for? It's nothing. Nothing. The, The answer is technology to spot people and an obstruction to stop the people you've spotted from crossing the border. Does that make sense, Joe? Oh, yeah, man. One hundred percent, dude. Unlike liberals, I'm not claiming that technology is not additive. But liberals are claiming it's going to solve the problem when that is absolutely factually incorrect. All you're doing is spotting people. You're not stopping them. The whole idea is to stop people from crossing the border. Joe, you have that Kellyanne uh, bite? Yeah, bro. This is a good one. I just want to play this before we get off the immigration topic. Um, You know, this one, I, I saw this yesterday on Twitter. This is Kellyanne Conway, who, uh, you know, the liberal media just hasn't figured out yet not to mess with her. They just haven't. Uh, she just will fight back. And when she fights back, she doesn't jab. She'll throw the cross and the hook to the body and maybe a kidney punch while she doesn't really care. Like she will take you down big time. So Jim Acosta thought it would be a good idea yesterday. Uh, liberal activist Jim Acosta pretending to be a media representative from CNN. Thought it would be a good idea to confront Kellyanne Conway yesterday, uh, yesterday morning before President Trump's speech. And notice what he asks her if President Trump is going to stick to the facts. And then he proceeds to insult her. Um, Let's just say it doesn't end well for Jim Acosta. Kellyanne, can can you promise that the president will tell the truth tonight? Will he tell the truth? Yes, Jim, can you promise that you will? I will. The whole truth and nothing but the truth shall help you, God? I'm not the one who has the alternative tax problem like you do. Uh, Jim, I know that's a cheat. Make sure that goes viral. This is why, by by the way, this is why I'm one of the only people around here who even gives you the time of day. 
can you can you guarantee and the let me let me just let me get back in your check. face because you're such a smart ass most of the time and i know you want this to go viral a lot of these people don't like you but let me just be respectful to the media writ large as i always am i explained that that was alternative information additional facts and i explained it many times and don't you put it back in my face for all the corrections that your network needs to issue i was on your network 25 or 26 times in 2018 i'm one of the last people here who even bothered to go on and the disrespect that you showed to me personally i'll just look past ma'am um, no no and don't call me ma'am to, to make it up tonight. that's I why ahead, please no <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, oh boy, I tell you, Kellyanne, good for you. Hat tip to Kellyanne Conway for taking it to this. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yeah, the baby. return of Motley. Yeah. Yes, hat tip to Kellyanne for taking it to this goofball loser over at CNN. Who, who uh, how, how he? Why are we even referring to this guy as a media representative wow. anymore? He's a liberal activist, nothing more. Uh, he's he's one of the. He's he's really. I'd say in the press corps, uh, sadly stocked with a lot of incompetent people uh, who can't tell the difference between journalism and activism. He is the gold medal winner uh, of zeros. So uh, in the zero Olympics, that's Acosta. So good for Kellyanne. All right, moving on, because I really got a lot to talk about today. Uh, yesterday was a big day in news, too. We saw the Southern District of New York as lob charges at the Russian lawyer, Natalia Veselnitskaya, who showed up for the Trump Tower meeting with Don Jr., Paul Manafort, um, and Jared Kushner. The meeting, which has become the subject of a lot of liberal media and liberal attention uh, recently because they don't have a collusion scandal, so they have to invent one. So, ladies and gentlemen, a little background on this in case you don't know what happened with that meeting. Um, There was a British publicist by the name of Rob Goldstone, who during the campaign had emailed. He knows the Trump family had emailed Don Jr. that there was this Russian woman, Natalia Veselnitskaya, who had some potentially damaging information about Hillary. She wanted to meet with them. Don Jr. uh, agreed to take the meeting. Uh, I believe I believe uh, it, reluctantly, probably so, because it was a friend of his in Goldstones. Uh, Don Jr. has been. And listen, I believe Don Jr. would admit to this day and everybody else would. There's no need, reason to say otherwise that the meeting was probably a bad call. Not probably. It was. I think he gets that. But Don Jr. has been very honest about the meeting. He's disclosed the emails about the meeting. So the woman shows up for the meeting, Natalia Veselnitskaya, and has no information about Hillary, but proceeds to talk about uh, the Magnitsky Act and Russian adoption. Now, this meeting has been used and is still being used by liberal media activists and others who want to promote the collusion hoax as some kind of evidence of collusion between the Russians and the Trump team. The woman was charged yesterday by the Southern District of New York, the Russian lawyer. But what was suspiciously left out by uh, pretty much all of the liberal media coverage, I've yet to see it anywhere. If it it is out there, uh, send it my way. I'm happy to discuss it tomorrow on the show. But what's conveniently left out is the fact that this Russian lawyer was working for... Fusion GPS and working with Fusion GPS, which was the company hired by Hillary Clinton to set up the Trump team. Oh, so it's amazing how they left that out yesterday. Um, this is this woman, Natalia Veselnitskaya. This is not an indisputable fact, Joe. I cover it in my book yeah. uh, at length with uh, Denise and Matt Palumbo. We, th- we did some incredible research on this. Natalia Veselnitskaya, the Russian lawyer that shows up to meet with Don Jr. Mm-hmm. I have absolutely zero doubt this was a setup. The whole thing was a setup. The meeting was a setup. The whole idea of the meeting was to get it on the record in case they needed later on, in case they lost an election, evidence to produce a Russian collusion fairy tale. Look, Don Trump Jr. met with the Russian lawyer. 
Yes, a Russian lawyer working with the team hired by Hillary Clinton to set up the Trump team. So just a couple of quick facts about this. Don't panic about this Veselnitskaya case. There's nothing to panic about. One, uh, sadly, she's not going to come back to the United States. I say sadly because she'd be great to get uh, get an interview with and to break her to, to break her down and get her to admit how this uh, how this whole meeting really happened, Joe. Because I believe, and the people I wrote my book with believe, and a lot of other researchers believe that this was part of an elaborate scheme by the Clinton team to hook in the Trump team for this Russian collusion hoax. And what better way to do it than to be than to set up a meeting? with two Russians at Trump Tower with Don Jr. Now, remember, the idiotic claims that this was some secret meeting are debunked by the simple facts of the meeting. Joe, let me ask you a simple question. If you were going to conduct a, quote, secret meeting to collude with the Russians to win an election, you think you'd do it in Trump Tower in the middle of New York City? Just a question for you, Joe. You think? I'd want to keep it secret. (laughs) You'd want to keep it secret, right? These claims are stupid. You think you would conduct this meeting, uh, uh, the setup of the meeting on open email? No, you wouldn't. Was the meeting a bad idea? Yes, it was a bad idea. Donald Trump Jr. has been open about the meeting. We have all his emails. There was no information disclosed. But the key takeaway, again, is that this woman was working for the company Fusion GPS, hired by the Clinton team to set up the Trump team. This we need to get. It would be great to interview her to figure out who was who started this, who incentivized her to go there. Why did Fusion GPS, the company hired by the Clintons to dirty up the Trump team? Why did Fusion GPS, Joe, prepare her talking points for the meeting? Why did she show up with an Intel-connected individual, Russian Intel-connected individual named Renat Akhmetshin, who has already admitted to having some ties to the Clinton team, to knowing the Clinton staff? Why did she show up with a Russian Intel guy whose lawyer was married to a higher-up in the Bill Clinton administration before she passed? Evelyn Lieberman. The Russian, are you, are you tracking me, folks? The two key takeaways. She worked for the company hired by Hillary Clinton to dirty up the Trump team. This, the Trump team, was they were trying to frame them. And secondly, the people that showed up, the second guy who showed up, the Russian intel guy, had deep connections to the Hillary Clinton space. His lawyer was the wife of a higher up in the Clinton team. The lawyer was Ed Lieberman. His wife was Evelyn Lieberman. They were, Evelyn Lieberman was a higher up in the Bill Clinton administration. Akhmetshin admitted to knowing people on the Clinton staff. Folks, this is not a mystery. Don't panic about this. The media is just not telling you again the full story. These are documented facts, by the way. They're not hard to figure out. Read my book. It's all footnoted. You don't want to read the book? Fine. Just go to Google. Put in Ed Lieberman, Renat Akhmetshin. You'll see it comes right up. These ties aren't hard to figure out. This was a setup. That's why I'm telling you. You see where I'm going with this show? Don't panic. Sure. If, the, if, if under some... Bizarre circumstance, Veselnitskaya returns to the United States for prosecution, which is not going to happen, by the way. Yeah. And I think that was done intentionally. By the way, don't you find it awfully convenient, Joe, that the Southern District and uh, uh, the the Southern District up there releases the charges the night of the Trump speech? I mean, this is just getting so pathetic. Uh, dude. But this was done clearly knowing she's not going to return and meant to dirty up Trump the night of the speech. It's obvious at this point. This is such a political hack witch hunt operation. It's a joke. 
It was meant to imply that she is a Russian agent, a Kremlin agent acting on behalf of the Kremlin, which right. is good evidence that she may be, Joe. The point is she was also acting on behalf of a company hired by Hillary. But that was left out of the coverage yesterday mm -hmm. because the media are a bunch of hacks and they're here to protect the crown at all costs. All right, one more note on this because I really have a lot of stuff to get to here. Rosenstein appears, uh, according to multiple reports, I have a story up at Bongino.com in the show notes today. Please check it out. Please check out that Daily Signal piece, by the way, too, that the, that uh, fact checks those five major points made by Trump. It's really, really good. That way you'll have the ammo you need uh, to fight back against uh, your liberal friends who I'm sure or, or, or liberals in your uh, community who are going to have some nonsensical talking points. Rosenstein appears to be out. Shortly at DOJ, I think this is a good thing. Um, I think finally we're going to get some declassification, Joe, with some of these FISA documents that we need. I believe Rosenstein has been one of the key figures blocking that. Because why? Because Rod Rosenstein signed the fourth FISA warrant to spy on the Trump team, the renewal. Why is that so damaging, folks? If you're a regular listener, you know the answer. If you just tuned in recently... Because by the time the fourth FISA warrant, the third renewal of the original FISA was signed well into the Trump presidency at that point, by the time it was signed, Joe, they'd already known the information in the dossier they were using to get the FISA was false, was debunked, was a hoax. While they may may have tried to invent a semi-viable excuse for the original FISA warrant. Oh, well, we just didn't know yet, which is not, it's not an excuse. They were supposed to verify it before they walked in there. I'm just trying to give you their point of view so you understand their comeback. Oh, well, we didn't know, you know, Steele had been a reliable source in the past for the dossier. We worked with him on the FIFA case. Maybe he wasn't such a bad guy. You know, all this nonsense. By the time the fourth FISA came around, it was, it was abundantly apparent to them that this information was in fact garbage all right so much more to get to okay today's show also brought to you by 23andme hey we now live in a world we have uh, where we have access to data that gives us more personal insights on who we are from how well we sleep to how many steps we take per day shouldn't our health resolutions be customized too 23andme allows you to go beyond ancestry to access uh, to access more personalized insights based on your dna from your health predispositions to your lifestyle choices. With 23andMe Health and Ancestry Kit, you get over 90 reports on your health, traits, ancestry, and more. I got an interesting uh, piece of data on mine, my 23andMe, that uh, I have some special muscle type, which is cool. <laughs> I laughed. I was like, really? And it maybe hmm. explains why my brother's such a PT fanatic, you know? So, yeah, interesting. You can get reports like the lactose intolerance report, uh, that, which is definitely me. Almost everyone is born with the ability to digest <laughs> dairy products, but some lose that ability as they age. Yeah. Do you have a genetic variant that makes you unlikely to be lactose uh, intolerant? Find out with 23andMe's lactose intolerance report. Here's a cool one. This was, I got this, the muscle composition report. I was actually surprised. I'm serious because I always thought I had bad genetics for this. It really, because I'm a really hard gainer, but I didn't. It says, uh, it turns out I got some really good genetics for that. Do you have a genetic variant that is common amongst elite powerlifters? Studies have found that almost all elite powerlifters, including sprinters, throwers, and jumpers, have a specific genetic variant in their gene related to your muscle composition. I was really cool. That was, I really enjoyed that. I found out also, Joe, that I'm, there's a little bit of French in us. We didn't know that. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Check this out. Buy your 23andMe health and ancestry kit today at 23andMe.com slash Bongino. That's the number. 23andMe.com slash Bongino. Again, 23andMe.com slash Bongino. Go check it out. Okay.
the tax argument heating up. I'm getting a lot of emails about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the Democrats. Now, Kamala Harris was on, I believe it was, was it The View the other day, the left-leaning uh, senator, Democrat senator from California, seemingly agreeing with these uh, ridiculously high confiscatory tax rates. Uh, we've had Julian Castro, the former HUD secretary under Obama, coming out arguing for these elevated, extremely high marginal tax rates. Folks, I've been getting uh, just an incredible amount of emails asking me to continue to hammer this topic about the effects. Just to be clear, the question is generally this, Dan, what are the effects of high tax rates on the economy? I'm getting a bunch of conflicting data. Don't. There is no conflicting data. The data is clear. The liberals are just lying to you. I want to hammer two things for you. I have two interesting uh, reports today. One of them I have in the show notes from Cato, Cato Cato.org. It's a very good report showing that the United States now, in fact, is not a low-tax country. In other words, folks, we can go lower, not higher. So any argument you're hearing from your liberal friends that we are, in fact, a low-tax country is nonsense. Read the piece by Cato. I will summarize it for you in this one paragraph, but it's very interesting. They have a chart in there, in the Cato piece. The chart shows, quote, that the average top federal uh, state income tax rate for 26 core OECD countries that goes back to 1980. That's what the chart includes. The average top rate amongst these high income nations fell from 68 percent to 47 percent today. 68 percent, 1980, 47% today. Here's where it gets good. The average rate for all of the 35 economically developed countries today is 43 percent. The top U.S. federal and state tax rate at 46% was above, above the OECD average. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, we are not a low tax country. I wish we were. We are, in fact, compared to other OECD countries, a higher tax country. Look at the charts. Look at the data. This stuff matters. Now, read the Cato piece in the show notes because it brings up another fascinating point, Joe. Uh-huh. High tax rates in the past, when liberals say, oh, you know, we had in the 50s and 60s, 90 percent marginal tax rates, high tax rates in the past were a little bit more difficult to avoid. So if your goal was to confiscate money from citizens, which high tax rates uh, are designed to do, Mm -hmm. and those tax rates failed, we debunked them the other day. People just bought muni bonds. People just didn't pay it. Uh, People found their way out of it. But it it was harder back then to move your money offshore. The Cato piece makes a fascinating point, Joe, that given the advent of information technology, uh, the the ease and the ability of, of the uh, ability to exchange your money into foreign markets, move your money around at the foreign markets, invest it into foreign markets, has made money mm, let, let money kind of like Escape from New York, like Snake Plissken. You can get out of the place you need to be, and you can move your money around. It's more mobile now, right? Mm-hmm. So the 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 core of the piece is that. Higher tax rates now in individual countries are not going to work because people are just going to move their money not only out of the high tax states, but out of the high tax countries as well. An option that wasn't as easy to do 40 or 50 years ago hmm. based on the the, uh, the complications with communication technology that aren't here now. It was an interesting point. Hmm. And that's why there is this race to lower taxes around the world, because the more you raise taxes, the more money flees and the less tax you raise in the long run. Ombudsman so moment. Point. I'm sorry. What's that? Ombudsman moment for our listeners. Yes, who, please. Of course. In the grand scheme of things, I thought that we probably were a low tax country. 
you know, in the grand scheme of things worldwide. So, I mean, I, what I'm saying is, if that's what you thought, listeners, you're not alone. I'm sure a lot of people did. Yeah, we're not. Matter of right. fact, in those OECD countries, which is the appropriate comparison, mm-hmm. economically developed countries, we are actually above, wow. above the average. Um, and, and keep Thanks, in mind, man. it depends on how you you uh, you calculate as well. Are we putting in mm-hmm. sales taxes? Are we putting in payroll taxes? Folks, the United States is not a low tax country. We have room to go down, not up. Here's some other statistics for you, Joe, from a piece at ATR, Americans for Tax Reform, cool. discussing the tax topic here. Ladies and gentlemen, on this fair share nonsense, fair share politics, I call it, which is total crap, total garbage. You're wealthy. You got to pay your fair share. Eh, Nonsense. The top 1% of households pay 39.4% of federal income taxes and 26.2% of total federal taxes. Now, you may be saying if you're a regular listener, the number you gave the other day was 37%. Now you're saying 39%. Folks, it depends on how they calculate this, what the last year of, of economic data they're using. It's always within a certain window. But here's the bottom line. If someone's going to argue to you that the wealthiest Americans don't pay their fair share, a first question out of your mouth should be, what is that fair share? Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you they're going to give you a number likely lower than what the number actually is now. The top 1% pay 39.4% of federal income taxes and 26% of total federal taxes. One out of 100 people pays close to 40 cents of every dollar of taxes. Number two, the top 20% of households, top 20, 20 out of 100 people pays 88% of federal income taxes and 70% of total federal taxes. Holy moly. 20 out of 100 people pay nearly 90 cents of every dollar of taxes. What's your idea of a fair share? 100%? 20% of the people in a population should carry the economic tax load for the entire rest of the population? Goes on. The top 1% of households pay an average income tax rate of 24%, while the middle of... Middle quintile pays an average income tax rate of 3%. The top 1% of households pay an average total tax rate of 33%, while the middle quintile pays an average total tax rate of over 14%. Folks, this is just, the data is conclusive. It's conclusive. Not only do the wealthy pay their, quote, fair share, they pay the overwhelming proportion of the share of taxes in this country. What part of the data are you having a tough time digesting to our liberal friends? This is a debunkathon today, Joe. I've got more. All right. Yeah, this, it's, uh, it gets worse. So, story broke yesterday. Far left, the ra- this is interesting, watching me on the video screen there as a hint for you folks. I got it. You see it, Joe? Your image, you see me, is up on the screen right there. Oh, hey, that's cool. Yeah. Well, you'll probably figure it out quickly what we're doing here. So, folks, New York City yesterday, far left radical, far left uh, communist mayor, Bill de Blasio, has announced yesterday they'll be giving, quote, free health care. Free. I love free. When you create a right. For a right to health care, you create an obligation for someone else, which is a point brought up by prominent economists in the past. They're going to be giving free health care to anybody in the state, uh, regardless of your immigration status. Free. It's going to be free, folks, meaning everybody's going to volunteer their time. Everything's going to be free. The money fairies just popped onto the scene. They're going to pay for this health care for everyone. Now, uh, Bill de Blasio is effectively going to bankrupt New York City with this program. Here's what the program does. 
instead of providing just uh, emergency room access, which is uh, everybody has to be served in an emergency room by law. De Blasio has decided, even if you're in the state of New York City illegally, excuse me, if you're in New York City illegally, that they will provide to you a primary care physician as well. Joe, quote, free, uh, meaning paid for by other people, not de Blasio, notably the New York City taxpayers. Now, I want you to be prepared here because I've already seen it. Liberals are so, so predictable. And I want to hat tip the conservatives on Fox yesterday and other networks as well who did a fantastic, fantastic job, Mark Thiessen amongst others, in debunking what the talking point is going to be. The talking point for the left is going to be, Joe, well, this is going to be a cost-saving measure providing health care to illegal immigrants in New York City by giving them a primary care position at the cost to other taxpayers. Because now, Joe, those illegal immigrants in the city will stay out of the ER and will go to a primary care doctor instead. Erroneous! Erroneous is right. Thank you, Vince. Entirely, completely erroneous. There were a few folks, uh, even Rove and Thiessen themselves, who got on Fox yesterday, and I was praying. Folks, praying. I was sitting there unloading my dishwasher, doing some kitchen work around while I had my television on, and I'm like, Mark, please. He was dating, um, uh, I forget her name, Wendy. Wendy, I forget her last name, forgive me. But she was the liberal on, and she's like, oh, now they'll stay out of the ER, and it's going to save us money. And right away, I'm like, please bring up the Oregon study. Please bring up the Oregon study. And bingo, Tyson right to the Oregon study. Ladies and gentlemen, they already tried this in in, Oregon. Sorry, I'm going to get a lot of email. Oregon, I get it. I get it. It's Oregon. I know. Please, I love you, but please don't email me the correction. I'm going to have to. Oregon. You're an Oregon grinder. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Please, my apologies. I don't mean to say no disrespect intended. It's like we in New York say New York, right? Uh, they already studied the effect of an expansion of Medicaid on a randomized population in Oregon. Oregon, jeez, sheesh, come on. And in that study, they found out that emergency room use one up, yeah. not down. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Play Vince Vaughn again. We need that. I need a little bit of that in my life. Erroneous. Thank you. Here we go. From NPR.org. NPR. We're not talking about some right-leaning site here. No. Regarding the expansion of, quote, free health care to an entire population of people and the use of the emergency room or lack of use of the emergency room. Quote. But the study also found Medicaid enrollees, new people to Medicaid who got the free health care, increased their emergency room visits by 40% over the first 15 months. <sighs> wow. That was a surprise to a lot of folks, said Wright, one of the researchers. Erroneous. There you go. <laughs> it was widely believed that having this insurance, as de Blasio's claiming, would encourage people to get routine medical care in doctor's offices or clinics instead of waiting until they had more serious symptoms to head to the ER when care is most expensive. This didn't happen. Now, there's a comeback to that too, so you're ready. Be prepared. Again, 
We live in a world of facts and data. Liberals live in a world of emotion, rage, aggression, expansive government. They have nothing to, they have no house to build their facts, their argument facts on. It's, it's, it's a house of cards, a house of sand. There's nothing there. This emergency room argument is a canard. So to be crystal clear, oh, we're going to give uh, illegal immigrants the primary care that keep them out of the ER. There's no evidence of that that's actually going to work. They tried this in Oregon and it didn't work. The exact opposite happened. More people went to the ER, not less. Now, they come back to that. Well, you know, that Oregon study. After a while, once people get used to their new insurance, they'll stop going to the ER. Maybe it was just a pattern of behavior, Joe. And eventually they'll go to primary care doctors. We can't use that data. <laughs> and wrong on that front, too. The same researcher, the author of the study, says he and his colleagues have now studied two years of data. And that's not what they're finding. <laughs> Quote, there was no sign that the ER use went down. So this idea of pent up demand for the ER sort of fading away, at least in the first couple of years, it didn't happen. Folks, you understand they're just making this stuff up. They're making it up. They are desperate to appeal to what they believe is some component of fiscal conservatism. So what they do is they make up nonsensical, bogus, made up arguments like, oh, this is going to save the taxpayers money because they'll stay out of the ER and they have absolutely no data to back that up. As a matter of fact, the data they use proves the opposite case. Oh, it is so easy. They make it so easy. Remember the Oregon study. Remember, remember, remember. Use it, quote it, cite it. It was not done by some far right activist group or whatever, as they'll categorize it. This was done by mainstream researchers. Uh, was it the New England Journal of Medicine? Covered by NPR, documented over two years. Emergency room use went up when you provide, quote, free insurance paid for by other taxpayers. In other words, you're getting ready to get bankrupted. What's the rate limiting factor here, too? And Thiessen brought up another point. Maybe it was him or maybe it was someone, but these were great, great data points to bring up. What's the rate limiting factor here? Can the entire, if you don't have to prove anymore that you're in the country legally, does the entire global population get to fly into JFK, pop into an emergency room or a primary care physician right now and have it paid for by your tax dollars? How do you answer that question? If by, by default, this I know Thiessen brought up, Mark Thiessen, which was another elegant point. If just by default, the policy indicates you don't have to be a legal resident of New York City to get health care provided for by New York City residents, then by default, everyone around the entire globe has the ability to fly into New York and get health care provided by New York City residents. Explain, explain how that's not true. No, no, no. That uh, it's the honor system. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks. The honors that's worked so well in the yeah. past. The honor system. Oh. You said, Joe. You see, the point is, it was a great one. Yeah. But I, 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 I literally applauded. Like, made he clap my hands in a in a loud clapping sound in my <laughs> kitchen when he brought up the the Oregon study and that point. There's no evidence ER usage is going to go down. The evidence is going to go up. There's no evidence going to cost less money. There's a lot of evidence going to cost more money. 
And there's also no rate limiting factor at all. Everybody around the globe right now who can who can get into New York City legally or illegally now has a claim, an obligation on New York City taxpayer dollars paid for by you. Remember the genius words of forgive me if it's a Friedman or Hayek. I, 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 I sometimes I confuse it too. But I believe it was Friedman who said that the conferral of rights upon people creates an obligation for someone else. The conferral of a right, the granting of a small r right to the entire globe now to receive primary care physician medical uh, services in New York. By the way, you should still go to the ER too in New York. and you're still, That right you now have across the globe has created an obligation towards working, taxpaying residents of New York City to finance the health care of basically the entire globe whenever they feel like it. Fact. Uncomfortable, but true. All right, I got another bombshell story from the Daily Call. Don't go anywhere, please. You're going to want to hear this one. Peter Son, who's been doing some tremendous work, is a piece up at the Daily Caller. I will put up in the show notes today about, again, the Democrats accusing the Republicans of exactly what they did as a way to keep the attention off them. Where have we seen this before, Joe? The collusion <laughs> hoax. Collusion's real. Tying it back to the beginning of the show, we know the Hillary team, through Fusion GPS, colluded with Russian operatives to try to set up Donald Trump. It won't be covered that way, but that's a fact. We now have another story where the Democrats are accusing the Republicans of something we now know they've been guilty for. Don't go anywhere. Today's show finally brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. Listen, you know they've been a sponsor with me from the beginning. They're one of my most loyal sponsors, but I'm loyal to them too. You know why? Their nutrition products are quite simply the best in the business. They have no parallel. They are fantastic. Now, one of the products I want to talk about to you today, which is... a it, 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 it serves two purposes, right? Number one, it'll help you look better. But number two, it'll help you feel better. Now, actually, number three, it'll help you perform better in the gym too. You get a three for it. It's called Foundation. It's available at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. The product is called Foundation. It is a creatine and ATP blend. It's like supercharged creatine. Listen to me. All I ask, all I ask of you, is to pick up the product and take the mirror test. Go look in the mirror. Take a little mental snapshot of what you look like in the mirror, right? What do the shoulders look like? The abs, the quadominals. That's a joke, by the way. <laughs> I heard that once at a show. What? Wow, what quadominals? Is that a muscle group? Not really. But look at, just look how you look now. Give it about seven days to load. And then go back and look in the mirror again. You and your significant other are going to be like, whoa. It is that good. Right, Joe? Little Joe loves it, right? Yeah, buddy. The stuff is the real McCoy. Go give it a shot. It's called Foundation. It's available at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Also, just take a quick measure of your performance in the gym. Seven days later, you'll crush it. You'll crush it. It's that good. Go pick up Foundation. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick it up today. Okay. Um, Really incredible story by... uh, Peter on in the Daily Caller. Folks, remember we were told about, uh, you know, first about the collusion hoax, which I already addressed, which is the Democrat problem. But we were also told about raw Russian interference in the election, which was designed to benefit the Republicans. Donald Trump's team benefited. The Russians came in and look what they did. They brought up all these Facebook pages to benefit Donald Trump. What they don't mention is in that indictment uh, where the Mueller team 
issued the indictment against the GRU folks, uh, some of these Russian uh, cyber folks and Intel people who had bought up some of these Facebook pages, that some of those Facebook pages were, in fact, groups supporting Hillary Clinton. All you had to do, remember that debate I had on Hannity with that lawyer? And he was telling me how uh, now we know for a fact in the indictment that the Russians were trying to benefit Trump. I said, sir, do you actually read the indictment? Because in the indictment, I actually gave him the line. In the indictment, uh, I forget what it was, line 53 or or charge charge 53 or 15 or whatever it was, was a charge that these Russian intelligence people brought up Facebook pages, you know, uh, benefiting Hillary Clinton as well. What the Russians were trying to do in the United States clearly was to sow discord, whether it was exclusively to benefit Trump, to benefit Hillary, who knows? But what's fascinating about this new Daily Caller story is that these allegations of interference in elections using social media and fake Facebook pages and charges of Russian interference appear to be the primary work of who? Democrats. Yes, Democrats. Another crazy story today indicating that a former, uh, excuse me, an executive at LinkedIn, a guy by the name of Reid Hoffman, who clearly has far left leanings is alleged to have been the money source behind a group called AET run by former Obama administration and officials, Joe, who brought up fake Facebook pages to suppress the vote of Republican voters in the midterm elections too. Oh, what a monster story you won't hear about anywhere. Because it makes the Democrats look bad. I am absolutely sure that this story is going to die on the vine because the media are in total hack mode. They're a bunch of liberal activists. But think about this now, what I'm telling you. We now have allegations, two very serious allegations against Republicans in the presidential election. That social media was used as an influence operation to suppress the vote against Democrats. We also had uh, allegations of Russian collusion with the Trump team to win the election. We know now, again, that the Russians did collude with the Hillary Clinton team through her surrogates to try to set up the Trump team. And now we know that this social media influence operation was it was an operation run by Democrats, too. Now, you may say I've heard this story before. You're saying now, Dan, the breaking news is that this happened in the midterms. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Where have we heard this story before? It also happened in the Roy Moore, uh, Doug Jones Senate special election in Alabama. The Democrat won the race. Roy Moore, regardless of your feelings for Moore, by the way, it was a rather close race. And it's now been shown that some of the same individuals involved in this midterm election social media fraud case, Joe, are some of the same folks involved in the Roy Moore race. What they were doing, folks, so you understand the scheme, is these former Obama administration officials funded by a left-wing, wealthy individual. Well, Joe, I thought money in politics, right? The Democrat, oh, money yeah. in politics is corrupting. It's cor-. You notice how the Democrats shut their mouths immediately when a Democrat gets caught doing the same things? You notice that? Yeah. Kind, kind of funny how that happens, right? The social media influence operation was being run by them. They were buying up Facebook pages, and on those Facebook pages, they were publishing messages meant to dissuade on-the-fence Republican voters from turning up in the polls. In other words, Joe, some of the messages were, eh, the blue wave isn't really real. In other words, no need to show up and vote. Some of the other messages on these Facebook pages. Conservatives are frustrated with Trump. Send a message. Stay home. Some of the other messages, the Republicans aren't getting anything done. Conservatives need to send a message and stay home. 
Folks, Hassan mm. has the screenshots in the Daily Caller piece of the Facebook pages. Where is this story on the nightly news? You've heard about Cambridge Analytica and all this other stuff. The Trump team, remember through Cambridge Analytica? They said, oh, the Trump team worked with Cambridge yeah. Analytica to use social media. Meanwhile, they didn't even go through with the contract. Right. Now we have documented photos, screenshots, and a money trail of liberal Democrat donors working with former Obama officials to actively suppress the vote in two elections, the Alabama Senate special and the midterms. And where is this story in the mainstream media on the front page everywhere? The Democrats have become experts, ladies and gentlemen, experts in doing exactly this, which is accusing the Republicans of doing what they're guilty of, knowing it will keep the heat entirely on the other party. Because why, Joe? Why will it? Now, it's because some of you may be saying fairly enough. But Dan, if they're guilty and the facts are out there, we now have a money trail. Hassan does a good job with not only the screenshots of the post, Joe, mm-hmm. but producing the money trail from this uh, left-wing uh, wealthy individual into the Obama folks. Well, isn't the facts going to come out eventually? Joe, who do you think puts the facts out there for America to see? The media. The, yes, I was hoping you think I was setting you up on it. The media. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, the media, they were, it's a hoax. The mainstream media are not journalists. They are not report. They're not interested in this stuff. They are interested in Democrat activist propaganda. That's why I played that activist uh, Jim Acosta's attack on Kellyanne at the White House. These are not people interested in the truth. They're interested in viral video clips. They're interested in liberal propaganda nonsense. And they're interested in covering up for the Democrats. It's a threefer. Their coverage of this will be nil. Nearly non-existent. Money in politics. What about when it's left-wing money in politics designed to suppress Republican vote? Oh, no, we don't really care about that. The coverage yesterday of Veselnitskaya was, was, was unbelievably bad. It was awful. Veselnitskaya, the Russian lawyer, was linked to the Hillary team. This is a major story. The guy she brought with her, the intelligence operative, was connected to the Clinton team. Is this not, are, are any entrepreneurial reporters out there interested in doing even basic journalism 101? This is not hard stuff to find out. You don't even have to read my book. I really, uh, folks, uh, listen, I, I'll be honest. With you, I thank you for buying. It was a major league bestseller. I love you to death, but I'm not in this for the money. With the, I, I just put the, proce- the proceeds for four ways, essentially. It's, it's about getting it out there. The story, you can just Google it. The media is covering. They're covering for the Democrats on this. It's pathetic. All right, one last uh, story in a run. I wanted to, I had a lot to get to yesterday, and I got really uh, tied into the two-way street uh, show with Mike Flynn and everything else that was going on. So NBC tweeted out, just, just goes to show you how absurd, again, the media coverage of this whole thing has been, how slanted they are towards protecting the Democrats and hammering Trump at every opportunity. NBC outrageously tweeted out uh, yesterday a tweet suggesting that the, 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 there isn't really a problem at the southern border because just, quote, just six terrorists were apprehended or terrorist-related suspects at the southern border in the last six months. Um, okay, uh, what exactly is the NBC News terrorist quota for the month uh, before we reach the danger zone? Uh, it took, what, less than 20 uh, so people to pull off uh, 9-11, uh, it, depending on, I mean, a little more than if you calculated the support. It took only a few to hijack a plane. Um, it took only one to try to set off a bomb in Times Square. 
Um, it took only, and I'm not suggesting all these people cross the border illegally. I'm suggesting the idea that just six terrorists in six months or terror-related suspects isn't anything to worry about is absolutely ridiculous. That was an actual tweet. I retweeted it on my Twitter account, at Bongino. Um, I also tweeted with some commentary of my own asking NBC News if they could provide what the terrorist quota is. Um, how many terrorists should be we accepting per month? Can they give us a number on that? But again, showing you how outrageous and slanted this partisan coverage has been in an effort to make Trump look bad. You're going to hear today a lot of commentary on his immigration speech last night. Most of it is going to be wrong. I gave you the fact check. I gave you what you need to hear. Please read the piece in the the Daily Signal about that. Read the Daily Caller piece. The show notes today are really, really good. Um, All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. We can get to work on some studio stuff, some upgrades for you, some major sound upgrades. The show's got a lot of surprises coming. I appreciate everything. Please follow the show. Uh, If you're on Android, you can go to iHeartRadio, click the follow button. It's free. The subscriptions are free. You can subscribe if you're an iOS user, an iPhone user on uh, iTunes and the podcast app. You can always listen at Bongino.com as well. Thanks for spreading the word. I will see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.